0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Right Brain, podcast about writing and crowdfunded publishing. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Right Brain. My name is Jeff Dubow. I'm the author of The Life Engineered and the upcoming book, A God in the Shed. And with me is my fantastic hirsute co-host, Paul Inman, the author of the most excellent book, Ageless. Paul, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. In fact, I'm doing very well. Today, we're recording today, Friday, which happens to be the final day of the Nerdist Video Game Competition. So, I'm I'm feeling good. Why Why do you think I'm feeling good, JF?
0: I think you're feeling good because you are getting published on Inkshare for a second time.
1: That is correct. Two publications, national pub- publications, coming from Inkshare. That uh, makes me happy. That makes me excited. Not to mention, obviously, you know that we came in first place. But that's actually secondary for me. Getting published again is pretty awesome, and that's that's what I'm most excited about. So, um, congratulations
0: to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am part of this. It's. I'm in a weird emotional place, Paul. It's it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put this in terms of video games. I have only it. so many inventory slots in my emotional backpack if you will and right now because of how busy I am how many projects I have how many both victories and defeats I've suffered and enjoyed in the past I'm at a situation where I don't have room in my emotional backpack for celebration I mean I am Thrilled, but I can't. I'm also I, the, the 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 joy of getting my a short story in the anthology is by far superseded by the fact that I have an extra responsibility put on top of me.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of know what that means. <laughs> kind of know what that feels like.
0: Also, like another thing that's it, this is kind of like an enhanced version of what I go through whenever something works out with me and Inkshares where. I wish I was the kind of guy who would go out in the streets and dance and scream and sing, but instead I just quietly pour myself a glass of scotch or cognac and just ruminate quietly in a dark room. And this is because I I suffer from very, very – from an affliction called imposter syndrome where the moment I get a victory like that, I immediately feel like I don't deserve it. And like it's going to – like. Any moment now, someone's gonna go. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a mistake. Let's take that away from him.
1: <laughs> well, if they do that, if they do that to you this time, they'll be taking it away from me too, and I'll be unhappy. No, no, so, I, f- I figured
0: know. he can just kick me out of the anthology.
1: Well, yeah, I guess we could. We could. We could vote you off the island, mm, so to speak. Yeah, 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 so. yeah you could. <laughs> Probably won't, but it depends, enough. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope not because I'm looking forward to working like I I've, I've had my criticism and my my doubts and like a lot of it is very much just on my own internal issues bubbling up to the surface but I'm I'm super looking forward to to seeing how this kind of collaborative project might turn out and so, so far like it's, it's so weird because there's such a large variety of different personalities tossed into this melting pot I'm trepidatious at uh, the at, at the coming months.
1: yeah Um, you know, it just occurred to me as you were saying that. I don't, I'm not sure that we ever talked about who all is in the actual anthology.
0: Do you remember? I don't think we did. Introduced everyone in it. We did not. If we did, we did in very short list bullet form. We did not talk about it. Like, we had these grandiose plans. Paul, do you remember we were going to do do a little segment about everyone's book, a little story in the book? Yep. We did too, yours yeah. and mine. And it was then, great. And then, yeah, it, oh, my favorite, by far my favorite. <laughs> and then it, it kind of went. It kind of uh, went to hell.
1: Yeah, I guess it did. So I'm gonna. Um, I guess maybe I'll just bullet point these again because I don't remember if, what we talked about if we talked about anyone. So I'm not. I'm not. Not sure. So just very quickly, um, uh, Jameson Stone the of author Rune of the apprentice, the apprentice
0: yeah. which is uh, an awesome guy great pr um, i i don't i don't know the numbers but i'm gonna bet he brought in like a ton of readers just because he's that kind of guy
1: yeah uh, i don't know the numbers either i could probably find them, but i don't don't want to look right now because i'm in the middle of doing this and uh, we've got um, his his short story doesn't actually have a title yet but uh, um, we have chris huang chris huang say it? Huang. yes yeah, sorry chris um George the Fourth did not sleep here. Is the name of his short story. Um, we have Andre Brun. Uh, a- Andre Brun. It's a oh, French you. name. French, French mm-hmm. Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just realized there's at least
0: three people from Montreal in this. I know it's very cool. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, no, I'm super happy. Like I'm, I'm actually feeling slightly patriotic, which is unusual for me.
1: <laughs> well then, congratulations. <laughs> so um, he's his short story is going to be called
0: Hardcore. And he, um, he's have- also, like we forgot to mention, Chris Huang is the author of the currently funding oh, yes, Murder at the Veterans Club. You guys should check it out. Chris is an intimidatingly talented writer. And Andre yeah. is currently in production with his book, Lies and Deception.
1: Yep. And um, actually, with Chris's short story, George the Fourth Did Not Sleep Here, he actually finished a draft the other day, which I have read. It's fantastic.
0: It's fantastic, by the way. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, he's, yeah, I just want to wear his skin and pretend I'm him and him, and gain his talents. Okay, you're getting weird, so we're
1: moving on. Amanda Ornick, um, Final Boss is the name of her short story, and right now she is in production with Deus Hex Machina. Um,
0: which looks Tal, like a fantastic book, by the way. Right, right? Yeah, I, I it know. it really looks cool. Deus Hex I'm glad looks just got... fantastic.
1: Um, so, uh, where was I? Uh, Tall M. Klein. Morkum is Here is the name of his short, um, and his book that's now in production is The Punch Escrow.
0: It's also the selection for the Geek and Sundry um, collection, isn't it?
1: That is correct. That's is. Is cool. And uh, speaking of collections, Amanda's um, Deus Hex Machina is is was selected uh, for the same collection as you, the Sword I know the
0: and Lasers collection. It's a it's a good crowd to be in. I'm a, with the, with the likes of one Jim McDonnell and a glorious Derek Adams.
1: Yep, that's a great collection that I was not selected for. Moving on, Billy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Billy O'Keefe. <laughs> Your bitterness is my favorite ongoing <laughs> joke here. Billy O'Keefe um, is doing. A, a He's actually doing a nonfiction short story for the anthology. Oh, me oh, versus cool. me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't
0: realize he was doing nonfiction. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. It's um, anyway. It's called "Me versus Me: A Completely True Time Travel Story." It actually sounds pretty intriguing. I haven't read any of his draft yet. He hasn't, um, you know, shared it with me. I mean, I don't know where he is on it, but he hasn't shared it yet with us. So, but uh, he is the author of um, "Our Friends on Politics." I believe mm-hmm. that's the name of the book, and um, uh, that's in production now. I'm excited about that one too. Looking forward uh, to it. I
0: pre-ordered that one.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Richard Hines. uh, His short story, is going. it looks like it's called Pix P10X, maybe? I'm not really sure. Um, If that's maybe some kind of code thing, I'm not sure. I I don't know a lot about it. Oh, those
0: damn hackers and their fancy lead speak.
1: Right. So um, he is also the author of um, The Seventh Age Dawn, which is in production as well. And I believe that a lot of these books are um, coming out uh, at least a handful of them are coming out within the next quarter or two um, before before 2017. Definitely, um, there's a few of them still that are in the funding, like we mentioned, um, Chris and uh, I think Amanda just finished her funding, so she's mm-hmm. in a production state. Um, anyway, moving on, we got Brian Guthrie. Uh, his looks like it is called. I never know how to pronounce this. Like, I read it on the internet, right? It's like P-W-O-N-D. It's like owned, but pwned. Oh, pwned. Yeah. Yeah. Pwned. pwned, a misguided adventurer's tale. And he is actually has two books in production now, some some stage of production. This is crazy, JF. You, you know how that feels, right? Although you only have... One book currently, well, I guess technically two now, books currently in production. He's got three going, I guess, if you want to count. He's got three
0: books in production, but none published. I have one published, one and two in production. Well, one book in production, one short story. God, it feels like I'm just bragging at this point. (laughs) It disgusts me
1: well yeah yeah, you yeah i, I no, discussed you too i get it yeah so uh brian's um two books that are in production are rise and after man which is um he co-wrote with his wife mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken right? She,
0: I, I think she mm-hmm. supplied the ideas and some mm-hmm. significant uh criticism and and oversight and he did the writing
1: that's cool though but i, th- I think she's gonna get a credit though
0: oh yo, de- yeah definitely like he was telling me about like their process and i went man that's that's actually kind of a cool way of writing a book because a lot of times when I hear about collaborative efforts between writers, it's like the two writers passing manuscripts back and forth. But they they seem, from my understanding, I might be wrong, but they seem to have very specific roles assigned and and, and that's basically just playing off of each, uh, each person's strength. And I, I thought that was kind of cool.
1: It's very cool. That is very cool, actually. I'm excited about both of them. I pre-ordered both of them. Um, then we have uh, Mathic. Uh, Matthew, sorry, Matthew, uh, Matthew Isaac Sobin, um, and his short story is called The Creator and the Machine, which is a short story that goes along with uh, his book that's in production, which is The Last Machine on... No, The Last Machine in the Solar System. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's it's a companion piece, um, as well as uh, uh, Amanda's final boss is a companion piece to Deus Hex Machina. So, um... And uh, who else we got? Obviously, there's my short story and your
0: short story. and mm-hmm. then uh, I don't have a title have... for mine yet. I'm going to need help with that because I'm not... Like, I fought I, I I had You know what? Let's stop talking about me.
1: <laughs> you were saying... <laughs> your working title, anyway, is... Yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. I like it. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's fine. I dislike um, it. Well, then it's your short story, by all means. <laughs> Change it. So, then we have Elena May Darcy... Um, with a short story called All the Answers. And uh, the book that she is currently funding, I think this is um, in funding right now, is... um, Sorry, I have it here somewhere. I just lost it. I forget the name of it.
0: I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I'm the worst. I I had it a few seconds ago, too, and I, I lost it also.
1: Well, I clicked on a different page when I was reading everybody's short story names, and now I'm lost. And my computer is the best. They are.
0: She is currently funding. They are the last. It's a space. They are the
1: last. Okay. I couldn't remember um, the title of it. So, uh, now I've got to get
0: back to where it was. They are the last is really looking good though. I mean, it's it's a staff pick it has been chosen by two syndicates. It looks like a pretty rad book. She's she's 150 pre-orders in at 109 days left. Like there's no reason why she shouldn't get funded.
1: No, not at all. In fact, uh, She's been doing pretty well, but you know how it is. Sometimes you you hit that little plateau, you know what I mean? And you oh, kind yeah, of no, like the,
0: what I call the middle of the campaign.
1: Right. Yeah. That's tough. That part is really tough. Um. So yeah, go check that out. Um. Because that one is one of the ones that is still funding. Um. Thomas Arnold with PvP is the name of his short story, and I believe he had funded, um, Magis. Exile Magus, magis? Exile I'm magus?
0: trying to remember. I believe he did fund it. Yes, I'm, I'm but I'm not no, sure.
1: No. Well, I'm not sure if he he actually met the funding. Oh goal no, no,
0: no. Goal. He. I think he he made it back into a draft.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what I was. That's what
0: I was trying to. Say. So, gathering uh, gathering his have... forces and leveling up before yep. giving it another go. I guess.
1: Yep, and then uh, we have Ricardo Henriquez with. Paragon Falling, and uh, his book is called The Catcher's Trap, which will be out this fall. Um, so uh, check that out. And then we have um, Elon Samuel uh, from The Warbler himself, um, with a, his working title right now is Green Diamond, and he's funded a book in the past to uh, or campaigned a book in, I uh, should say, campaigned. Uh, his book was called The One, and then he has another one, which is, should be a short story one. I can't remember. Start with T. Something sixteen ninety one. I can't remember. Tadici or I think it's Tadici. Sorry, I'm not on the page
0: with the names it's of the books. Sturdekty, I think uh, yes. it says. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, historical fiction. Mm-hmm. It's a sixteen ninety four and other stories. Sixteen ninety four. yes. Looks sorry, ambitious. Sorry, Elon. But anyway,
1: um, if you have not taken the time to go and read through the. Uh, the uh, short synopsis for each of the short stories, please do. It's on the Too Many Controllers page. Um, I'm not going to waste everybody's time by reading through them here, but all 15 of them are now posted, and uh, go check them out. And if you have not, for some reason, haven't pre-ordered, maybe consider uh, pre-ordering, because it, we are clearly now going to be published. So, um, yeah, thanks. And uh, let's take a second and, and congratulate uh, Mr. Prescott Harvey for N-Beta. He came in second... Mm-hmm. And um, Peter Ryan with uh, Destiny and Perfect came in third place. So those are all guaranteed publications um, from this Nerdist video game contest.
0: It's it's worth noting also that like first, second, and third place don't exactly mean much because except for like that Oculus Rift thing, which I completely forgot that was even part of the contest. Like it's it means the, everybody gets published the same, and everybody theoretically gets judged the same as to who will get into the collection or not
1: right and just for a little bit of transparency um we too many controllers anthology um did actually win that prize but we are going to donate it uh, to a children's hospital, or, or there are a couple of other things that we're looking into.
0: I, I think the current, um, the current mood or idea is uh, was for, was uh, put forward by Brian Guthrie, and if it wasn't, like I'm sorry if I'm mixing up names, but the idea that we're investigating so far is working with uh, the Extra Life charity, which yep, does that, video right, game related stuff. I forgot to, about that. You're for right. children's hospital and, and, and that kind of stuff. So basically mm-hmm. we'll be working with people who are used to doing charity regarding right, video yeah. games. So it, it's gonna get well done.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's great. And honestly, I love I love the fact that we uh we could you know, all fifteen of us could agree that, you know, that was the best move to make. And it really is. We, you know.
0: we argued about a lot of things. Right, or rather, I saw people argue because I was too lazy to get involved into the arguments, but I like there was a lot of arguments to make sure that we were making the, 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 the right decisions for certain things, except for that, for that, everybody was just, yes, charity. Absolutely. No one, there was no dissenting voice, no argument, just, just give it away to someone that will benefit from it. And that, that kind of goes to show that when it comes to protecting how we want to express our writing, we can get maybe a bit catty because we're creators and artists and that's what we do. But the moment it's about doing the right thing, we are all 100% in agreement in that. It was kind of cool to see, really.
1: It was very cool. And, you know, I am not. I don't necessarily share JF's opinion. I think there were some heated discussions, definitely, but I wouldn't go as far as to say arguing.
0: You oh, know, well, look. L- listen, we, we before can, I go to sleep, you know, I, I roll
1: n- over and say I love you and apologize, you know what I'm saying?
0: We <laughs> Yeah, and we snuggle and we spoon. I'm usually That's the right. big spoon. Um... <laughs> No, but but I look. You're you're putting too much weight into the word argument. What I mean is, no, I'm not just clarification. Stop casting me in a bad light. See, this is the kind of infighting I'm talking about, Paul. Where you're trying to throw me under the bus in front of our entire community, and I resent you for it.
1: There is a bus. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, the contest was awesome, and I'll be honest, it was a lot different kind of feeling than I had in the last contest I was in because we had like a different kind of support system and i don't not just don't mean the community but i mean with the 15 authors it's not like um before where you're by yourself and you're pushing and you're constantly always grinding and always trying to get the next pre-order you know what i mean like did you feel that i felt it was more relaxed because it was you know we were, were like a conglomerate you know what i mean Um, So it was a little bit more relaxed, for me at least.
0: There's a lot of responsibilities that felt more distributed, which makes a gargantuan Mm -hmm. difference. In the sense that, like once in a while, I would talk about the collection in in, in my updates. Everybody was sort of also customizing their approach to their particular readership and the people that Mm -hmm. follow them. Like we all have different audiences. So we all need to talk to these audiences in, in the proper language. So already that kind of helped distribute what we were doing. So, and and it helped that everybody was kind of catering to their strength. It's like a lot of you guys are really good at doing the social media thing where you like you, you all had like photos of pets with controllers. Like you all had these coordinated efforts. I'm terrible at these things. What I'm better at is coming up with clever headers with, you know, funny little references when I do updates. So I did some of that. So it was, it relieved a lot of the pressure to know that whatever we were individually weak on we could sort of, you know, forget and let someone who's strong in that aspect handle it and focus on what we're good at.
1: Um, Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that made this contest a little bit easier for me um, in terms of uh, my stress level. Because back, back in, you know, more than a year ago now when we were in the sword and laser contest, I was just stressed out for five or whatever, six weeks or whatever it was. Although I came in a little later, so it must have been only like three or four weeks, because um, I wasn't there from the first day. So uh, it was pretty stressful. Um, it was a nightmare. La- Paul. Last year, last year it was a nightmare. It was the it worst
0: was... thing ever. <laughs> I don't know it, it was, was like the worst gargling. It was it was like chewing broken glass or gargling <laughs> with hot lava. Nothing about that contest was pleasant except when it ended. Fortunately for some of us, like you and yeah. me, yeah, yeah, it was pleasant. But it was oh, I damn it like i feel i i I, I go to i lose sleep about like the people who went and i saw like we saw people just suffer through that campaign and get nothing at the end and that angers me because i feel like a lot of people deserve just for the amount of effort they put in deserved something
1: right and you know some of them are still um still lingering around ink shares i don't know if they're they're in uh, production mode or i mean campaign mode yet i mean again but uh they're still there, some of them, and I'm glad they are, because I want you to keep on keeping on, because, you know, you JF's right, a lot of people deserve to be there, it just didn't happen, you know, the cards didn't fall that way. Kind of like this contest, because in the last couple of hours of the contest today, was like nail-biting for second, third, and fourth place. It was just like a race, and it was just like, it was awesome, actually, to be a spectator, kind of, sort of, in the, the, the event that we were in, you know, because I was like... Nervous for them, like who's going to get second, who's going to get third, what's going to happen, you know, and, and that was that was kind of kind of fun for me, you know. Well,
0: there, there was also this odd thing where, and you know, again, like let's let's be honest, let, let's not pretend otherwise. We had a significant advance with too many controllers, which yeah. made us feel extremely comfortable that we were re- going to remain in the race till the end. But that, like you say, it put us in the seat of spectators where we could unabashedly cheer on books that were fighting for second third and fourth place Mm -hmm. without like it it, in a way being it took us out of the race so that we could enjoy the uh the the the, enjoy the spectacle a bit more
1: right yeah and it was a lot of fun um kind of watching from the sideline although i'll be honest with you like there was some amount of stress all the way up until today for me like I don't know, but you know, you just had somewhere in the back of your mind that little back, that little taste in the back of your throat, you know, where you're like, I don't know, or at least for me. But uh, today, that kind of went away, and I was like, you know, I'm actually gonna pay attention and watch what happens. And you know, the if you didn't get in first, second, or third place, but you were fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, even the top ten, even like keep on pushing on because you know you got good books, you've got now a pretty good, uh, you know, a build up on your campaign, and you probably still have a lot of time. I haven't looked at everybody's time, but. Well, you know.
0: we're, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you, Mrs. King, with your yeah. your amazing looking book. Um, Are you sure you want to quit? You like, she, I, I think she finished in fourth place. Her book mm-hmm. is getting like getting some pretty good attention. Looks good, and she had a good like good good momentum. I don't see why she. I, I think she's already at 250. If not, she's very close. She is. She's actually 252. I just looked. So she's, definitely, so she's definitely getting cool. There's no reason why she shouldn't push to try to get to 750.
1: Yep, and even even a couple underneath that, like mothering mothering the game with uh, you know Doctor McMenemy. Sure, I, I did. Yeah. I was. <laughs> yes. I was
0: told we were pronouncing it right. She told me. we oh, really? were Pronouncing it right. Yes.
1: Fantastic. And uh, squids in. You know, I mean, those are awesome you know by the way um um dr mcmenemy i like saying that um her new cover she changed her cover i like it it's a, a controller with like uh stickers that a kid put on it pretty, pretty cool I, th-
0: I think i mentioned the change in cover uh during my uh, my solo episode oh
1: really, really? Oh, well, I, uh, well look I don't, it's I don't a remember. blur it is a blur for me too it was funny though mm-hmm. i i listened to it thanks for throwing me under the bus several times you know it's
0: it's what I do It's what you, I do
1: you're gonna replace me with uh, with your
0: um... it's a stuffed animal yeah, I yeah. think well not... I was
1: trying to find something better than that but I you don't know, think I, he's
0: you. A, I don't think it's an animal actually it's a creature from World of Warcraft.
1: He's a plush collectible. That's what I was trying to come yes, with. A
0: plush. oh, I like that—a plush <laughs> yeah. collectible.
1: So, um, yeah, so that I think that wraps us up for our, our coverage over the last five or six weeks for the Nerdist the video game contest, the Nerdist video game contest, and uh, I think we probably are going to fall into a more normal format after this episode, mm-hmm. or, or, you, or know, you know, fall back into our normal format. Can look forward um, so, to
0: our uh, our usual level of infighting. Right. Yes. So,
1: a lots of interesting things has been has been um, coming to light, but they're they're not huge things. So, you know, we don't usually uh, spend a whole lot of time on these kind of things. But we've got a few that we'd like to talk about since this is kind of. a wrap-up episode for the video game contest and, mm-hmm. and uh, we can just talk about some cool things that are going on yeah,
0: let's start uh, with this uh, this behind the scenes video for uh, star wars rogue One. Oh wait no right? you want to talk about InkShare stuff yeah but it, i mean that's that tangential video. really related when you think about it
1: though it is and by the time this actually comes out there will be a new trailer out for rogue one it's supposed to debut tonight at uh within the next few hours i think jf i'm pretty excited about that i love it I, um, that, I, um that,
0: looking forward to this so much
1: me too but let's stick with the ink shares Well, no
0: yeah, like i said it's tangential relation re- related in uh okay. rogue one the screenwriter, the screenplay was written by one gary witta the author of abomination mm-hmm. published on Inkshares. boom mm-hmm.
1: which um alicia um our friend from the last episode uh i believe she just posted or reposted maybe uh her review of abomination which um I uh saw um I don't I don't remember where on one of the social medias but it's on posted it's posted on Medium. So if you didn't catch last week's episode go listen to it Alicia's awesome and uh check out her reviews and stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about Rogue One because of course when we um were finalists in the uh North I mean the wow, the Sword and Laser contest, we got to have a little one-on-one uh
0: writers Class? I don't know what you would call it. It was kind of you an know? interview. It was, it was honestly, yeah. honestly, in my case, it was forty-five minutes of Gary just telling me, "Yes, what you're doing, keep doing that. It'll take time, but it should pay off." Which and that's about
1: what mine was too.
0: Which you know what? <laughs> it's perfect. Great. Awesome. It. I. I prefer that than him like spending forty-five minutes telling me. Well, you know, you should uh, show instead of tell. Yeah, I can figure that one out on my own. I have Google.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, it was great, actually. And it was nice to spend some time chatting with him and and talking to him. And of course, I wouldn't be a Star Wars fan if I at least didn't make an attempt. And I did ask a little bit about Rogue One. He was like, yeah, no, can't tell you anything. And I said, okay, well.
0: I did not bother because I respect Gary's intelligence and his time.
1: Well, it was 3 seconds. Come on, dude. Oh, okay. I knew he was going to say no. And I even said that to him. I said, "I know you're going to not going to tell me anything, but I, I I couldn't couldn't help, you know, I wouldn't be a Star Wars fan if I didn't at least try." Which might not be true, but it feels true to me. So,
0: <laughs> but speaking of the, uh, the, the 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 motion pictures or not see motion pictures, but the the the, the movies, the, the like television and stuff there is some pretty freaking insane news like I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening to this already knows though
1: yeah but still we can't can't uh you know we can't tiptoe around it I don't yeah think. We,
0: we can't avoid that like we there's been a lot of talk anybody that's heard us talk about like the properties on ink shares knows that we have touched here and there about certain properties being uh being optioned for certain things and being optioned is all well and good but it does not necessarily mean that things are going to end up on uh on television or on a big screen however if my understanding if this is correct one mr mike mongo's uh astronaut instruction manual is gonna go into production yep that is i, th-
1: huge. I think that's what it means. it is it is huge and um, uh, the uh, I I don't know what his actual job title is, but he definitely is a lawyer. Adam, um, Gomlin from Inkshares, uh, Mike is always like, just just let Adam, just follow Adam. He's gonna take care of you. You know what I mean? Um, he definitely I've seen him tweet that a couple of times, and I think he's uh really excited because if I'm not mistaken, did he not get like in. A, a producer credit or executive producer credit or, or is he he's gotten that role to play right is that-
0: uh, from what i've read uh both mike mongo and one brooklyn weaver are going to be executive producers on on that t- television series which i think is going to be on netflix
1: that's going to be fantastic see i hadn't heard that about netflix
0: that's i'm pretty amazing. I, I could be wrong i could be wrong i'm often mistaken about things but i, I that is what i thought but anyways i i, I know it's being uh, I know that these two guys are getting executive producer roles, which is great because that means Mike can keep some level of control over what he's doing. And I know that the instruction ma- – the mm-hmm. astronaut instruction manual is only first in a series of this sort of books that he wants to do. So it's very promising for the future. Like it's it's weird because technically I am not the target demographic for this. It's kind of a children's book. It's It's supposed to be right. inspiring for young adults. Still, kind of really dug the book, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: actually had not read it. I have not read it yet, and uh, but it is it is on the way to me because it's so. It's funny. I believe it was the day before that he made the announcement that I was like, I'm going to pick this up because they were having the um the children's book sale on uh, at Inkshares, and so I was like, I'm going to get this because I've been meaning to buy it, and I just don't know why I haven't. So I didn't actually have it yet. So uh, it should be here. In fact, I haven't checked the mail today. It might be here right now. So. Maybe after the podcast, I'll go, go over to the mailbox, the uh, whatever, and check it out.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good book. Like I was reading, actually, it's funny because I was reading some reviews about and there was a one-star review on Amazon that it got me mad because I enjoyed the book so much. Seeing, seeing a one-star review and reading, I'm sorry, a one-star review, a very ignorant review. <laughs> Ooh, just, It just really got me angry. And I don't get angry about my one-star reviews i just go oh that's too bad i'm 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 disappointed that you did not enjoy my work but don't you dare not like the works i like (laughs) how dare you exactly i'm i'm not a smart reader is what (laughs) i'm getting at so how uh i mean
1: i'm sure in fact i know that this has been a pretty long ongoing process for for mike and i know for at least several months so, probably before that, uh, even a couple of months before I was even aware of it, I would think.
0: Well, one thing that you need to remember about, um, I think, is Astronauts and Starship Manual. I think this is, it was the first book published by Inkshare. So, we're looking back at a fairly long history going from published to actually getting optioned and then going into production. And one of the things that Mike did say, like I was chatting with him on on Twitter about it while I was congratulating him and and trying to secure a comfortable spot on his coattails. Um, One thing he says, like, whatever you imagine is the time it's going to take for something like that to happen, double it. So, and I I have no problem believing that. It seems to be a very ponderously moving machine.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean... uh... I don't know much about that end of it, but I would, I would imagine that, you know, uh, it, these things take time because you got to work out the deals and the rights and the et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I wanted to point out to you, since I am actually kind of the uh, in charge of the um, Wikipedia, it is not the first book published by Inkshares. I think it was actually published not that long ago. I think in the scheme of things, I think it was like maybe last fall. Um, I have the exact. I I, I could date. very well
0: have my uh my my facts wrong. That w- that's, it wouldn't be a it, first. that's
1: no big deal. I the, I just I I think that the very first book that they published that was like a legit book was the um cat's pajamas, another uh you another like a uh, children's book, um but it was uh, the cat's pajama the cat's pajamas was written by the guy who wrote Big Fish. I can't remember his name right now. But I, I, when I did some research for the Wikipedia page, I, I remember coming across these thing these this information. So. Which, by the way, I'm sorry, I have not updated the Wikipedia in a while, so I apologize.
0: You should totally get on that as the uh, as the editor in charge. Yep. I, expect, I will, I, actually. I expect great things from you.
1: <laughs> I will, actually, when... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll update it pretty soon. Um, maybe even tonight, but I'm a little bit busy recording podcasts and such. But uh, um, I was looking for that year, sorry. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, congratulations to Mike, and uh, you know that's hopefully uh, along with um, Philip Saito. Hopefully, that's uh, a trend.
0: Saito Psycho.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm sorry.
0: Why are I the worst with names? I know. Why does? Why does? I it barely even, even know what what that your name is JF.
1: Do. I only actually call you JF because your your actual name is too long for me to even try. Jean Francois.
0: It's, it's yeah. It's, exactly. Actually, it's too, we were, too French. We were both super wrong. It's Philip Saita It's a T S Y T A. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we're, we're the worst. The worst. So,
1: if you're still listening to this podcast, thanks.
0: Thank you. No, that's look. Everybody, you're needs probably drunk. <laughs> I may be partially drunk. I made a thank you video, a short thank you video, and alcohol may be involved. <laughs> I, I like to celebrate victories with a a, a little nip.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, what did you drink tonight, JF?
0: Um, tonight I had writer's tears. It's kind of like an inside joke. Um, here's where I unveil me being a terrible person is I well, had a choice that, between buddy. about what? six different scotches. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I have my favorites and, you know, some like Lefrague and I, I have some uh, some Uggen Diet. And I was looking at the writer's tears, which is not a scotch. It's actually it's a, it's a whiskey. Um, and I went, mmm. Mm. There are people who didn't win this oh, contest. No. Oh no. <laughs> so it's a mean joke, but it's still I, feel gist, like right? I feel that we're all drinking writers' tears tonight. Oh yeah. So
1: I let that. some tears are joyful.
0: Mm, yeah, oh some there you go. See, enough. this is how you can yeah. spe- you can spin my evil into yeah. something more positive. I was drinking my tears of joy wink <laughs> But so, no uh, I, it was it was just a random decision. I'm just I'm just joking. Like Yeah, no, no. Yeah.
1: It's it's all good. We forgive you, JF. We understand that you're French Canadian. We forgive you. Mm-hmm. So, um uh yeah, so as I mentioned, I'm kind of busy tonight, but I'll try to update maybe within the f- near future, but I'm actually busy not just recording a podcast, but I'm packing my bags because in the morning, well... You're going actually, to the
0: insane asylum. Woo! I am, yes. finally <laughs> being shipped to the loony bin. They've got How'd my you emails.
1: Know? They got your emails. Your multiple correspondence. Oh, it's been
0: a campaign. <laughs> Seriously. I had to enlist so many people. Your wife, Kim, was instrumental in make this, making this uh,
1: happen. I'm sure she would be. But, uh, no, so I'm packing my bags because I'm flying out tomorrow, um, tomorrow afternoon out of atlanta and i'm heading to las vegas for a few days before i go to the san diego comic con and now you're going to probably be wondering why does that matter well here's why nerdist will be in attendance and they actually um they actually set up a big to-do in petco park i believe is where it is and they um have recently put out their uh schedule of events for the weekend which by the way this is free if you live anywhere near this area you can go to any of this stuff for free um and it lasts for four days just like the com just like the san diego comic con but it's actually outside of the actual con you don't need tickets you don't need anything you just show up so here's why this is important um on sunday at eleven thirty, there's going to be a panel titled ink shares so on the ink shares panel um there are a few people, uh, coming, um, to the panel that are important to those of you out there in the Inkshares community, I'm sure. Like, for example, Jeremy Thomas, the CEO of Inkshares is going to be there, and I would imagine he's going to be sort of, um, at least co-running the panel, I would think. Um, so, uh, Ryan Copley, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, I apologize. Again, name's terrible. Um, but he's actually a representative of the, um, From uh, the GM at Geek and Sundry. So he's going to be on the panel too, along with um, someone named Mordecai Node, maybe? Node? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that. But he's the marketing and publicity manager for Tor.com. So that's kind of cool. Now, the reason that this panel is going on, and this is only my. opinion, but I guess it's an educated guess, because I've talked to some of these people, but they're actually going to be debuting two new Inkshares books um, two, uh, Inkshares books on the panel. Um, those two books being Welcome to Deadland by Zach Glenville and uh, Dave Barrett's It's All Fun and Games. So if, if I have any luck, then I might come back with some cool audio talking to some of these people. For some interesting stuff for our show so I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, I've already spoken with all of these people and um, you know they're all game for it you know just if we can work out times to meet and stuff as well as uh, Dax Harrison's Tony uh, Valdez is going to be in San Diego for randomly he's going to uh, a concert for the suicide girls. Because he's like, yeah, I want to do that. And so he's driving to San Diego, not doing anything else. And then I told him, hey, there's this panel. Why don't you come watch? He was like, oh, yeah, I might. But Suicide Girls is the night before. And I'm going to be really, 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 really tired and or hungover. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So hopefully he'll come out and meet up. As well as there's a panel from um, Elena May Darcy. She's part of the, uh, and this is actually in Comic-Con. She's part of the, um, uh, what is the name of it? the Harry Potter fandom, I'm not sure, MuggleNet, MuggleNet, she's part of MuggleNet, and she's going to be there on a panel, do a fan panel for Harry Potter, so that's pretty cool, um, that's also Sunday morning, I believe it's 10 or 10 30, but uh, I'm gonna try to go to both of these panels if I can, uh, I might not be able to, lines and whatever, but, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I can meet some of these people, have a good time, maybe record some audio with them, and
0: bring back some fun stuff for our show, J.F., that sounds great, and I am not at all envious of any of these going-ons that I will be completely missing as I stay here in Montreal, as far as possible away from any of the coolness without changing continent.
1: Yes, you are correct. You are as far away as you can be, almost. So, uh, you know, it should be a good time, but the, the important thing here is the InkShares panel. I'm, I'm really excited about that because... Uh, well, I mean, Nerdist is kind of a big, kind of a big deal in the nerd community at the very least, and uh, so what I had just read, but right before we started recording, was that um, Nerdist is going to be making their decision on July twentieth, which is Wednesday, the first day, kind of the first official day of Comic Con and uh, all the goings on in San Diego. So it might be kind of cool if. For some reason, our book might get selected, and I'm right there in the middle of it going, hey, I'm in this anthology. How's it going? But uh, you And know, then we'll they'll see.
0: invite you up. You'll shake everyone's hand. You'll be able to like talk about the anthology. You'll be I'll our representative. I'll probably do some
1: throwing up. I'll probably throw up, honestly.
0: <laughs> Grow up, Paul.
1: You're, no, I you, won't.
0: You're an up. internet podcasting sensation.
1: Sensation is not sensation. the word I would use. <laughs> not the word I would use. But uh, yeah, yeah so... All- no, 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 no. Well, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes, scandalous sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of something cool and small that, you know, we couldn't fill up a half an hour with, but it's uh, something fun, and, you know, I'll, I'll take some cool pictures. If you're not following me on Twitter, I'll, I'll you know, you might want to, and you can get that at the end of the podcast if you're still here. We are terrible, so you might not be, so. <laughs> JF, you got any other cool tidbits?
0: Um... Uh, I <sighs> look i I don't know i I feel so tremendously overwhelmed. It feels like there should be something that I should be talking about, but I cannot remember what um this whole anthology thing threw me off my rails for the day. I'm currently just plugging away at arcan Arc the sequel to life engineered I'm having a lot of fun writing it uh but i've I've realized recently that my writing schedule is has become super tight like Today was uh, one of my friends and my other co-hosts uh, on another podcast I do her birthday. It was technically the deadline for me to give in the manuscript for a guy in the shed. That's been given a while ago, but it still feels deadline-ish. It, it feels like today they're handing it to the editor, so there's right. still some weight to the day. And on top of it, the whole too much, too many control things also happened. It's it's been a very overwhelming day. So, um, go follow me on Inkshares. Okay. Right now. But yeah, that's this all. That's all I got, man. This is this is what I'm I'm doing. Like I've I've got some events coming up, but I'll be announcing them. Like I'm probably going to go to CanCon. I'm definitely going to CanCon. Oh, that's I might cool. I might go to Fan Expo. Um. In Toronto, I'm trying to go to places, but both time and money are kind of an issue keeping me from doing really extravagant things. and I'm trying to save trying to save money so I can go to cooler things. I want to be able to go to say I might also try to go to Dragon Con. I want to I want to be able to go to San That's Francisco and sign books when I need to. Like I need to have that level of flexibility, which means that I can't go to San Diego Comic Con.
1: That's okay. I'll go
0: for you sure it sounds great so um, i don't make, do a lot of
1: other really big giant n- things
0: too make often. sure mm-hmm. you drop by the uh, the overwatch booth and there's there's any uh, if there's any limited edition funko pop um figurines there just uh, get one for me and i'll pay you back
1: i will definitely do that um you know what before we uh we because we're a little short this week but before we go let's do a little speculation so this contest just ended they usually take a break for a few weeks um the next yeah a couple weeks um and the next contest flips back over to geek and sundry is that correct yes and um we were s- pleasantly surprised by the video the choice of video games although it was odd at the same time it was really like uh we we all were looking Oh, uh, and i say all of us the ones that are in communication from Inkshares, we were all expecting i should say uh some fantasy hmm some type of fantasy, fantasy. it feels now, weird now, that
0: fantasy hasn't really been touched yet
1: right so the speculative part here is what do you think what do you think's gonna happen like since that whole video game thing like I, I have no idea what it could be now because it that was so out of left field I was like whoa it,
0: it was also extremely specific right it was definitely hmm. I'm I'm thinking okay this this time it has to be it has to be fantasy
1: maybe not it almost yeah i i mean i i'm on board with you but just for the sake of argument here like maybe what if it's
0: not what if
1: it's not right yeah well my first thing that i went to in my brain was time travel
0: Mm, But see that's still very sci-fi i know
1: i know i know but uh fantasy
0: lovers need to get themselves some freaking love
1: yeah you're right you're right I, i mean and who knows how many contests have we done now that's the third one correct um, I believe there was a so. six obligation for six, and I think that we're the halfway point. So maybe the next three will all three be fantasy because the first three were all sci-fi, right? Yeah. Maybe that's the way they're working it.
0: That could be, but again, like none of them were just sci-fi. It was like space opera, or right,
1: right. Oh yeah, I know. I'm being broad mm-hmm. because I don't know. I mean, fan- like what kind of fantasy genres there are, like sub
0: subgenres. Um, I don't know. Here's my thought. And I was looking at the calendar to uh, to make that kind of decision, and there is room for two contests before November. I think the next one we're going to get is probably going to be fantasy, or you know something specific in fantasy. Uh, it might be historical fantasy or epic fantasy, but I have a I have a feeling that it's going to be something that allows for dragons. Okay. And then. If you look at the timeline, you can have a contest that finishes on November 4th, ish right after October, just a few days after Halloween. I right. say they could make a horror contest for that one.
1: I think that that is a a definitely significant possibility. And I feel like um I feel like Elon made that suggestion in one of the Slack channels. I don't I don't remember, but could be um, there's so much could- chatter on these channels.
0: Yeah, oh, I oh, here. I, I got it. I got it, Paul. I got it. I got All it. All right.
1: What do you got? What do you got?
0: I'm ready. Role playing games. Oh, okay. Because that right. can easily tie in into fantasy. It seems like a, an offshoot. Uh, it seems like a good offshoot after video games. Video games is a very nerdist thing. Meanwhile, uh, role playing games is a very geek and sundry thing. Okay. All right. So, like tabletop? Crit- yeah, tabletop, critical role, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe and there i maybe. mean well we'll see i mean we we've seen a lot of books that were in that sort of vein and jar like the the, the 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 classic trope of uh, it, it's a role playing game but it's come to life and things like that like knights of badass them or the upcoming dave barrett book it's all fun and games
1: uh yeah and you know i, I kind of group video games with sci-fi but maybe it wasn't strictly sci-fi because you know you have video games like uh, um oh man what's the name of the game The
0: Legend of Zelda not sci Yeah no,
1: yes that's a good example that that's a better example but um um Final Fantasy no
0: wait that's still sci-fi
1: Is it uh Despite yeah, the name Well I was actually thinking more along the Blizzard game like wow wow World of Warcraft I think that's straight up fantasy right I mean it, that's Warcraft. what I would say it's, Yes but there's still video games it's so maybe fantasy video. with so a bit of I'm steampunk just, Maybe maybe I'm just uh Maybe I'm being too critical. Maybe the last one could have been seen as fantasy as well. Maybe the video game contest. It's more Maybe. of a stretch, though, because you, yeah.
0: because you can't have the entire thing just be in a fantasy world without referencing video games. So the moment you say, oh, it's in a fantasy world, but the fantasy world is in a video game, immediately you're either in sci-fi or in contemporary fiction
1: mm.
0: or nonfiction.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But it's,
0: it's harder to have the fantasy element, like what makes fantasy fantasy, the magic.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't I don't really have any guesses, man, because anybody's guess could be correct when they when they pulled out video games and hard sci-fi even to a certain extent. Um I was like, "What is going on? They're really digging deep here." Um not that it's a bad thing, but it's just really specific, and I don't know, I can't be I mean, I'm pretty broad when I come to guessing at things like this, you know. So um, I think. Uh, I think um, the only other, the only other quick thing that we can maybe mention is the new, the well, quote unquote, new contest that they have, um, that they posted just the other day, a few days ago, uh, with Launchpad. Mm-hmm. So, um, for those of you who might not be familiar, if you go to the contest page on Inkshares, and uh, the very top things, the 2016 Launchpad manuscript come um competition this is unlike any other competition that we've seen jf
0: it's it's yeah it's its own beast definitely there's no question about that and it's it's a weird one too
1: right uh i don't i i'm i don't know yet what i think of this i mean i i kind of understand what it is but I, i'm not sure if like it's something i want to dip my feet into you know what i mean although every every one of these things is tempting every one of them always every time because you know as a as a storyteller you know getting your stories out there is is you know the ultimate goal so finding finding any way to do that
0: is always a good thing so I don't know though what do you think here's the thing that bothers me a bit I mean I, I'm I tend to have full confidence in Inkshares, shares and this is something that's not just Inkshares. shares it's Inkshares. shares it's energy entertainment I mean th- this is essentially the people that brought astronaut instruction manual to the screen getting together working with launchpad to make this contest mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. and this is the part where i leave it up to everybody's individual judgment this is a pay-to-play contest yeah. yeah it is also a the later you sign up the more you pay contest there are add-ons you can end up paying about 200 dollars to enter this contest with no guarantee of anything Right, and the really so. so this is something that you need to remember. Like, it's a contest. It's 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 great because it's not a voting contest. It means that people are going to actually read the, the, your submission. But it is a, pro, a for-profit organization. Launchpad is not doing this only out of the goodness of their heart. It's not just a promotional event. Launchpad. This is what they do. They're, these are pay-to-play contests, and you kind of have to keep that in mind knowing that you're going into that kind of contest
1: right and uh a thing that i've heard maybe a little bit of criticism about um is the fact that Inkshares kind of like i said just posted this a couple of days ago and there were actually already two uh two dates that have passed for for joining you know what i mean i don't know what they're called to sign up dates.
0: Inkshares announced this a few months ago, did they but really? they did not announce it in their contest page. It was on their blog. It was a very, very little tiny little thing and I spotted it, didn't make much of it because it felt like Launchpad, Launchpad was essentially name dropping Inkshares more than Inkshares having an actual uh, involved relationship with Launchpad. But now that they've gone their contest page, I'm taking it a bit more seriously and giving it a lot more credibility than I used to. So I'm I'm looking at it with a more serious eye. I'm still kind of weirdly bothered by that whole pain. because right, the thing right. is, even if you win, and let's say you you win, you get published. You're still you're still having part of your royalties taken away. You're still if if the uh, the IP gets sold, you still have a percentage taken away. Like. You're, you're, you're paying for representation up front instead of paying by percentage, which is always something that makes me grit my teeth. And I, I know that it's to be shown – it's basically to compensate the people that will be going through the slush pile. It also serves as a sort of a, a barrier to entry to make sure that people are not just throwing any garbage to waste people's time. So I understand everything around it. Still uncomfortable.
1: Right, and it's some kind of – going right along with that, like what you said – Uh, it's some kind of like hybrid contest because even if you do pay to play, and uh, like I said, we missed two dates already where now if you want to enter you're in the quote-unquote late category, and August 7th is when you've got to pay by, and now you've got to pay 20 bucks more than the initial $50, so you're looking at 70 And, and just,
0: just just a small note, this is you need to enter with a 50-page manuscript.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be finished. completely. No, finished.
0: but 50 pages is 12,000 words, and if you're entering a kind of contest where people are going to be reading your stuff, you want your stuff to be proofread, you want be, it to be better read. This is not something that you're going to sit down Vomit up a manuscript in, 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 a, in a weekend and hope for the best. You need, like, this is something that needs to be polished. So we're late in the game already.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, in all honesty, and if you want to get something like that done, August 7th might not work for you, but then there's only one more date after that, August 21st, and that bumps you up to the $80 price, bra- price bracket. And uh, uh, as JF said, you know, you're having people look at this, and those people will shoot, select 25 of what they feel is their top 25, I guess. And then at that point, you still have to do a funding phase on ink shares. So if you're one of those 25, you have to make it into the top
0: three. Well, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a funding phase. I think it's going to be a voting phase. I don't think pre-orders are going to be in, go in there.
1: Ah, well, okay. It's but, a, it's, but, a, it's unclear. I might... It is unclear. You're right. So sorry but there's a possibility
0: yeah even if there's a voting period i hate to say it but this is the internet a voting period is not just leave it there and forget you're gonna have to campaign for this
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: so it means going to your followers going to your readers pestering them like you don't you're not asking them to spend money so it's a bit easier but you still need to pester them to go vote and that can that can be uh demanding
1: Oh, actually i found some um some verbiage here Um, oh go ahead It does look like it's going to be pre orders. It says InkShares readers will have uh, will select a minimum of three manuscripts to be published as and released as part of this InkShares Launchpad collection digitally and physically books and books in bookstores worldwide. While not necessarily uh, While not necessary to have the most pre orders to win if you do meet um, the InkShares pre order if you do not meet the no Sorry, I can't read. If you do meet the Inkshares pre-order threshold, you could still be published even beyond the competition. Inks, Inkshares is committed to publish three projects with the highest number of unique reader pre-orders. So to me, that verbiage means campaign. No, it it like absolutely you're doing pre- means a campaign. Yeah. So, so, okay,
0: so essentially everything I said, but you're asking for money on top of it.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely attractive, in some ways, but you know, in other ways, it's not. So that's got, you know, it's totally up to you guys, you know, whether you want to jump in that or not. But if you're going to jump in it, you have to do it by August 21st. So,
0: yeah. And like I said, you probably want this to be a very polished product. Right. And this campaign
1: is pretty, pretty long. Um, Like, I mean, from beginning to end, like it started back in June and it goes all the way through November. But the actual campaigning part on Inkshares would be from October 4th, where they announced the 25, top 25, all the way to November 8th. So that's actually a smaller window than most of the the campaign contests, because usually it's about six weeks. That's only maybe four, four and a half.
0: Yep, it's... It, it looks interesting. I know. I'm definitely going to investigate if I have a manuscript lying around that could be polished off and looks interesting enough. I know. I, I've told you like I am not. What about that out vampire one, Jeff? Oh that yeah, vampire. no, absolutely. Oh, definitely that piece of garbage. <laughs> it's there's that's throwing the competition.
1: <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of where we are um, as far as uh, giving giving you the little. The little tidbits of information that we've kind of come across over the last week or two, Um, and we'll be back. Yeah,
0: next few weeks are probably going to be spotty because you're going to be in San Francisco, so we're going to have to like. Well, I'm going to try
1: to. Yeah, my um, my buddy that I'm staying with has a nice Mac, so I'm going to try. I might not have the good same amount of quality because I'm not bringing my nice microphone, but uh, I'm going to try to
0: um, find an hour here and there, maybe. So that's fine, Paul, because uh, this you'll probably have the same quality as I'm having right now because I just discovered that I'm using my room mic instead of using my actual microphone. So,
1: oh no, you're
0: gonna have to clean up my audio a little. I'm sorry, ah, oh, crap, <laughs>
1: that's all right. So, uh, I guess, um, find me on Twitter at Paul Inman SC. Um, P-A-U-L-I-N-M-A-N-S-C You can also find me on Instagram at the same handle, at S C or my website at paulinmansc.com um, You can check out Ageless and leave me a review on Amazon and Goodreads uh, If you've read the book Awesome, if you have not read the book, you can pick it up right now on uh, any of the anywhere that sells um, digital versions uh, for two ninety nine. So yeah it's pretty cheap right now. Or you get your physical copy for not much more than that
0: um, Yeah, if you're not a anywhere. cheap bastard, if you're yeah. not a cheap bastard and you actually want to you know, encourage independent artists and inspiring you know, authors, like a real person, like a human being with a soul, then yeah, go buy the physical copy.
1: Yeah, and it's not that much more. Um, so, same thing for JF. The Life Engineered is out there. Get your hands on a copy, read, review, and... Um, Digitalist three ninety nine
0: right now, but you should definitely get a physical copy. Go bother people at Barnes and Noble and get them to order you a copy if they don't have it in stock. Yeah, definitely do that. And if seriously, you show up with an unsigned copy of Life Engineered at a con where I am, I will draw a robot in it. Like I, I will worship at the altar that are your feet if you <laughs> buy a physical copy of my book because that's yeah. super flattering.
1: Yes, it definitely is.
0: And you can totally follow me on on Twitter at JF That's at JF A U. All
1: right. So until uh, the next time, which hopefully will be next week, because I'll I'll try to get in. Uh, I'll try to get a. We'll we'll set something up. We'll make it work, JF.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: Yep. All right. Have a good one. Bye.